Ellen's mom died the day before Christmas, her senior year of college. She had a very short, brutal struggle with cancer. Ellen was devastated, not simply by the loss, but by the experience that followed. At first, it seemed she was the only 21-year-old she knew who had lost her mom. But the further we went into the spring semester, the more apparent it became just how real the isolation was. The loss of a parent in and of itself can be a traumatic event. But the feeling of being alone in her grief, of being the only one of her friends who had lost a loved one or even been to a funeral, made her feel as though she was living on a desert island. I learned a deep truth in walking alongside Ellen in her grief as a young chaplain. Death makes people deeply, deeply, deeply uncomfortable. It seems as though there is a cultural myth that if we get close enough to death, we might catch it as though it were some kind of virus. When the truth is that death is built in, built into our very DNA. I want to wonder with you this morning how our Christian story, the Christian narrative we say is our own, might help us to behave differently in the face of death. Today marks the beginning of the season of Advent. And you may simply remember Advent as the countdown to Christmas, but the church intends for it to be much more than that. The meaning of Advent is actually quite dark, and it's precisely this darkness that leads most to shy away from the, true, from the season's true intention, and instead simply build the anticipation of Christmas. But put in the most blunt terms, Advent is our reminder that we're all going to die, and that this is not the end of the story. Advent is our reminder that we're all going to die and that this is not the end of the story. Each of our readings this season will ask us to consider death and eternal life on a cosmic level. And it may seem strange talking about death in the same season when we turn to the hope of life we find in a newborn infant. But think about it this way. If Christianity has nothing to say about our potential for hope beyond our mortality, does it really have much to say at all? How excited might we get about the birth of Jesus if it only matters for a finite period of time? The good news is that God's mercy and grace exceed the confines of our mortality. God's presence matters not just in this life, but in our life eternally. (laughs) But that's not a conversation we really want to have, especially Episcopalians. In general, I think it's fair to say that we go to great lengths to protect ourselves from any possibility of our demise. Unless it is forced upon you, we do all we can as a society to avoid getting too close to death, certainly not ours, but preferably not even the death of another. So for the next four weeks, the church invites us to very intentionally make time to talk about the scariest of all things, 
the death we will all face. After all, if the gospel doesn't make space for us to take on life's scariest things, then it's not really a gospel at all. I think part of the problem we have with this conversation is that the church universal has done a terrible job of accurately conveying the Christian story. Raise your hand if you were raised in a tradition that was hyper-focused on judgment. Yeah, don't make me start calling out those. (laughs) I'll count myself as fortunate if some of you don't get up and walk out just because I've said the word from the pulpit. For the church to place herself in God's seat and act as though we have a righteous part in delivering judgment has been nothing short of manipulative and wrong. Plain and simple, we've taken themes throughout Jesus's teachings and found a way for them to suppress instead of to liberate. If judgment were the time when we were all handed our mortal report card, then we would rightly be afraid. But Jesus points to something different than what the church has taught. We have to rehabilitate rehabilitate this term, judgment. Jesus puts forth that the final judgment will be the time when the oppressed are vindicated. Jesus uses judgment in the context of the time when all bad things will come to an end. When Jesus talks about judgment, the ending of the story is mercy. This is where the church has gotten the story all wrong. Christianity is not a story that took place a long time ago and exists for us to celebrate and remember. There is a part of the story that already happened, as we have in the Old and New Testaments. And then there is the part of the story that has yet to be written, that which we are still waiting for. And we occupy the space between the beginning and the eventual ending. We are to live in a constant state of tension as we await the end of the story. Jesus makes clear that the story will come to an end as an act of mercy, not judgment. At least, not the kind of judgment we have come to experience and distribute. As we work to rehabilitate the term judgment, all of a sudden we find that we occupy a different space in the story. We finally locate ourselves in a space of working to build God's kingdom on earth because we believe in the mercy that will come at the end of our story, at the end of the story. Former Archbishop of Canterbury, Rowan Williams, says, Advent can be about the essential ambiguity of our religiousness. That is not an accusation to which most would take kindly. But there is so much freedom in naming what is too often true. If we are ambiguous about the Christian narrative, then we should be cautious in calling ourselves people of faith. If the story we tell is finite and complete, then chances are we're not telling the right story, the full story of living in these between times when there is much brokenness and death, to go alongside God's generous mercy. Williams continues, Advent should tell us to look for mystery, absolute grace, and freedom in a fleshly human face within the mobile form of our shared history. It brings our idolatry 
philosophical and mythological alike to judgment. Back to my student, Ellen. There's nothing one can say to take away the sting of the loss of a loved one, nor should we try. The pain is a visible manifestation of the depth of the love that was shared. However, there is a way that we can help to carry that pain, and that is by showing up and pointing toward the horizon. In coming alongside one who is in grief, we offer a physical reminder that what we think is the end of the story is only the limit of our sight, is only the end of one chapter. It is a reminder that the story we subscribe to is much, much longer with an ending that has yet to be written. Advent is our opportunity to embrace this part of the Christian story. Advent is our reminder that it is worth grounding ourselves in the mission of building God's kingdom because the end of this story, of our story, of the eternal story, is mercy and grace. Amen.